morning all, and welcome to Q&A. Brought to you from a slightly different location in the barn today um, to help show off child's interior design skills. Because thank you very much, for, I'll start off by saying thanks very much for all the birthday wishes. Yeah, that's appreciated, Joe. Cheers, guys. I won't go all about it. But everyone has said happy birthday, thank you. Yes, I had a lovely day. Um, got some nice things and drunk a bit, you know, as you do. Um, and also about the new license, we've got the new O license, we've got the new lorry coming, probably come on to that later, that's arriving, it's Saturday today because I record this a day early, that should be, Harry's going to pick that one up now with Alan, he should be back at the yard about 12 o'clock, get a Mercedes this time, mm, an 1824 sleeper, I mean, I don't get me wrong, it's the most, it's the dearest, it's not new new, it's second hand, they're all second hand, but it's the most we spent on one so far, they are getting a bit dearer out there, it's got slightly more miles than I would like, but... Come from a place up in Nottingham. It looks very, very tidy on the on the photos. So um, Al's been up to see it, so that's good. And thank you very much for everybody who linked to the um, child with her new venture. As as I say, she's doing her own. She's got her own thing on YouTube and Instagram. She's been doing the interior design thing for a few years now, but she's setting herself up. You know, she's got her own business doing interior design. I will do a link if you do like that kind of thing, or if you can give it a watch. Please subscribe. Um, this, by the way, is the new lights which require her. And this thing here, this great big thing there, that massive mirror. I'll show you. Massive mirror. I'm six foot. I can barely reach the top of it. Six foot one. Uh, that is the river, that is the mirror of Yadam, spell Y-N-Y-D-N-A-M. Any fans of Harry Potter, should be able to work out why. There we go. Right, <coughs> enough nonsense. On to things about career driving. Um, Steve Campbell. Hello, mate, how you doing? He said, the last time anyone announced my birthday on screen was Phil Schofield and Gordon the Gopher. Well done you. I never got that far. I, yeah, I never got an announcement on that. I did get on Jim Wall Fix It once. Um, I, was, I, was, I got the chance to milk a cow blindfolded. Um, yeah, we won't go into that. Tajish Patel says, Pete, are you creating... Right, <laughs> on things around the house. Are you creating a sculpture of Swamp Thing in your garden? And Big Foz said, hi, Pete. What's with the big ivy man behind you? It's freaking me out. That's Janik. The place is big, as you can see, like, you know, when I show you on the normal Sunday Q&As. So it kind of needs big things, hence the reason I've got a scooter in my front room. Um, but, yeah, we built a swing for the kid back in the day, and then Ivy started to grow up it, and I went, that looks like a pair of legs. With a bit of sort of chicken wire and a bit of moulding, so I've ended up with a 15-foot green man in my back garden. We called him Janik. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll point him out, and it's nowhere out there, but it's pouring down with rain at the moment, so that ain't happening. Hmm. As I say, career driving. <coughs> right. <coughs> Section one, we're going to do the whys, guys. Because there's been a few things come up that I've fired questions at. And like I say, this is this has become kind of a forum. There's quite a few people out there that know far more than me. And so they will, they will put in the comments and I will pass it on to you guys about stuff that other people know that I don't. So, um, turtle up. Now, yeah, one of this why I want to go with this first of all. Uh, one of you guys has said, Pete, can you speak slower? because we have difficulty understanding you, it's, you know, and it's, unfortunately the sort of machine gun delivery is kind of my thing, so, um, you know, it's leopard changing spots type thing, you know. I school, I always got could try harder. I try harder for a week and then I just fall back into being me. But, turtle life, a few people have said this, tap the video and hit the CC icon at the top and subtitles will appear. I mean, they might not be perfect, but they might be better. 
Hong Kong Fui says, desktop YouTube has a speed up, slow down video option as well as audio subtitles. So presumably you can actually slow me down like, like that. Um, C11 Yan Ian says, the top right three dots, click playback speed. Well, I think that's painful, you know. 75% uh, speed is like two pints. 0.5% speed is like four pints. 0.25% speed is like last order, so time slows down. And it speeds out of you. I didn't actually do that with technology. That was just the power of my acting skills. They're not very good, hence the reason I'm driving the truck. Um, Apocalypto says, on Road Lords, try it again now, should be a lot better after some updates. I'll give it a bash. Like I said, the last time I tried it, and what I'll do is I'll give it a bash, but I'll give it a bash in areas that I know, and I'll see where it sends me. And if it sends me the right routes, then I'll start using it in areas where I don't know. But last time I tried it, once after a, a sort of a rejig, I tried it in an area that I know. It's, it's a route I go home, you know, you've got four or five routes home depending on whether you're north, south, east or west. And it, it sent me down this ridiculous route. And I, th I thought even Waze was sending me the right way. I thought I ain't playing that game. But I'll try it again, mate. I'll give you a batch. I'll let you know how it goes. Domain name guy says, when Canton Sainsbury's are paying £18 an hour for Class 1 truckers, so they've, they've given an 18, a 25% pay rise, which I'm pleased to hear. Well, I don't think the pay rise isn't what I thought they would be. You know, I kind of figured by now you class two would be on £20 an hour and class one would be on £30 an hour, and it's just not happening. I mean, I think £18 an hour for class one is, pre is pretty good as a going rate, but I kind of think, ooh. I mean, we pay, I can't remember what we pay on this flat rate, but we pay on a day rate. But if you go home early, you go home early. And then as an overtime, we pay £15 an hour. So, and that's cash. So, well, it's just cash because it's easier than trying to have to adjust the direct debits every week. We pay them a standard fee, and then if they work over, we pay that way. Um, but, yeah, I think rates are going up. But I still think, is it enough to pull you off of your regular job, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, not working weekends, not sleeping out? I don't know. Um, Steve Campbell, because I said I don't know about an electric truck, apparently, according to Steve. Thank you, Steve. Uh, the Renault D-Series ZE is an electric 16-tonner. Be curious to know the range. Anyone know anything more about D-Series ZEs? I'm not, I'm not about to buy them. How much they cost for a start? I dread to think the batteries alone. Um, um, Urban Trucker says... Because um, we said about ECMT permits allow you to travel in European countries, both empty and loaded, and the rules to have to follow. It stands for the Conference of Ministers of Transport of Member Countries. VED stands for Vehicle Excise Duty, is commonly known as road tax. So thanks for clearing that one up there. Um, yeah, and I know you did another comment, but I didn't get around to printing it, so that'll go on next week. So you got one for next week as well. Feel free to make more, don't mind. I'm always happy to pass this stuff on. And finally, Steve Campbell says, because I said about, um, I've got a light on the dashboard, and Harry's got two on his dashboard, but now it doesn't matter, because Harry's truck is coming off the road. So we've worked out what it is, it's the ECU. So that's coming off the road while we get a new ECU and get that one fitted, and then when that fit, that gets fitted, that's going up to Coventry, as, as truck one in Coventry. Um, he said, if you stick black tape over dash lights and get stopped by the DVSA and the, D, the DVLA or D, the DVSA, the DVSA cannot take the, tap, the tape off the dash and can't prosecute you for having potentially having dash warning lights. Same as your car for an MOT. If you've got a snapped wheel stud, cable tyre wheel 
trim over it and it will pass the testers. The DVSA and MIT testers can't tamper with your vehicle. They can't tamper with it. <laughs> but I can't help feeling they would look very dimly on it. And I can't help thinking if they pull you over and you've got a load of sellotape um, attached to the dashboard, they will go, what's that all about? And then they go, well, look, we can't take that off. But I think they would try their damnedest to find it. If they want to find something wrong, there's a very good chance they'll find something wrong, you know. That, that, that strap could have been tightened up one more click. That, um, that, that tiny box in the corner there with a the screw in it wasn't ratchet strapped to the floor. It, I, I'd, I'd rather just keep it straight if I can. Besides, who wants to look at like, even bits of sellotape on the dashboard? Mm, ugly. Right, so, did one on van versus trucks. I thought it might be wise to, there's another one also coming up on what's the best truck to buy and it might say on it that we haven't got the operators yet, that's because I recorded it a while ago and forgot to post it, but I'll post it soon. But Vans posting trucks. Uh, B. Carroll, he says, are you planning to buy new lorries? I collected my first new van a few months ago and I'm planning to buy two more next year. Costs a little more, but so much less hassle running than used. I'm, I did, they're just so dear. New lorries, the difference, I mean, we spend on average on our lorries about... Well, the new one was 10 grand with a VAT, and it's done 400,000 miles. But it's got a full service history, one driver, and if we maintain it, I reckon we'll get another two, 300,000 miles out of it, and we've got a good mechanic, fingers crossed. Um, new lorries break as well as old ones. Also, the newer they are, the more computerized they are, the more computerized they are, the more chance they are that they actually have to go into DAFs or Mercedes to get fixed rather than get fixed by our mechanic. And if they go into DAFs or Mercedes, you can guarantee you're not gonna see it for a month. So, <coughs> I could be wrong. I'm normally wrong, in fairness. But I'm going to carry on as we are at the moment. Maybe the one thing we may consider looking into when we're up to the target, which is six trucks, might think about lease. Lease might work. Again, experience, please, from people who know what they're doing. I will welcome it all. Uh, Mr. Bruce says, you are a brave and easy police person if you are happy with a DAF 7.5 tonne. They are most uncomfortable trucks when tramping with a big centre step. No cup holders. I'll certainly give you the no cup holders. How have they not worked that one out? I mean, I've found a way around it. I've kind of put my bag in front of the centre step and I've got the flask kicking out. But it's not ideal. The Mercedes, but my, my uh, Jessica, the, the, the 3.5 tonne Luton before that was so much better prepared, what they call it, ergonomically, than the DAF. It's like, uh. And why is that over there? Why is there not one of these here? It's true. Um, and having to unpack things to go to sleep on a bus seat bed in a sleeping bag and having to pack them back up again when you wake up in a seven-and-a-half-time Merc is more, a more comfortable drive, better bed, good mattress, more comfortable sleep. You know, it's, it's a lot better. Three charging ports uh, and no fr and in, in the DAF, no fridge or microwave unless you're putting it yourself. No, I take all that on board. I've got used to it, is the truth of the matter is. I'm going to do a video, actually, I thought about it this morning, on if I recommend everybody should drive 18-ton trucks, why am I still driving seven and a half tonne? And there's a few reasons. And one of them, I've got to be honest, sadly, is sentimental. I kind of get attached to my vehicle. I name them. I mean, you know, really? It's a machine. But... I don't think I'm the only one, like you know. So, but yeah, don't get me wrong. I would the one thing I would really prefer is to have a, a permanent bed, because that five minutes converting it and five minutes converting afterwards is a drag. And sometimes I think I, you know, I, I just if you stop for half an hour, I'd have a lay down. I just go up there, you know, go on YouTube, read a book, just you know, shut my eyes for half an hour. But by the time you've converted and converting it back again, it's not worth the grief. We used to do that. We'll see. Stare at the taco.
go back up again, not quite the same thing. And by the way, that wasn't effects either. That's part of my superb acting skills. I can go slower. <coughs> Tony Mason wished me happy birthday, Tony. Thank you. And he says, I've driven DAS for years. Great trucks. Potato, patata. No one says patata. Um, it's, yeah, it's horses for courses. They're a good workhorse. Um, like I say, I can now do a compare and contrast. I will let you know. I'm now running DAS and Merck. I will let you know how often they are off the road, how much the service bills are, how easy they are to um, repair. And then moving forward, we may get another DAF, we may get a Merc, we may get a Volvo, we may get a Renault. We won't get a Renault. Daniel, don't get upset. Daniel says, don't buy Renaults. He says the electric's going wrong. He says, leave the French to what they're good at, smoking and drinking, drinking champagne or something like that. Eating cheese. Could argue that's a bit of a racist stereotype. No, that's just fact. Actually, I really like, um, I used to smoke, I give up, but I do like drinking wine and eating cheese. So it's not just the French. Uh, Dean9050, droid's name, says, Hi Pete, thank you so much. There's a lot of involvement, plenty of work. He, oh, he's been doing it. He's, got, he's getting on a truck. He's getting £2.50 to £3 a mile. I am now quoting £3 a mile. I'd probably win 33% jobs less than I did before, but there's enough work out there. And of the price of diesel, I'm, I'm, again, guys, what are we paying for diesel? I looked at the email, 125 But I, I know it's gone up a lot, but that still sounds scary. I mean, I've done it wrong with the Coventry operators. I've had my head in other things. So I haven't really taken me off, off the ball that one. There's always something you've got to do. Yeah, I've got to do that. I've got to sort that one out. I've got to do that one. And then, then it's like whack-a-mole. And then one's popped up over here and you haven't seen it. Um... He said, my biggest issue will be to get a transport manager, as I don't know any. I have experience with multi-dropping in a 26-tonner, delivering animal feed on pallets. Very interested on um, full-on driving through country. If you've done country lanes and 26-tonner farms, well done you. And enjoyed it? He said, and enjoyed it. Terrifies me. I'm frightened to see something coming the other day and have to reverse for like two miles. Um, but the costs sound like a goer. If I can get parking and a transport manager at the right price and my CCP and TACA are up to date. Well, mate, like I say, you do what you want to do. Um, and he's gone on to say, I've done the C, I Pete, done the CPC full 35 hours in June. It was mind-numbing. <laughs> and I agree the TACA hours was the only one of interest. Pen-pushing exercise and money-making scam, but, need, but needs must. Yeah. Yeah, you, do, you only have to do one a year for the next five years now. The, the drivers, are, they should do something with the CPC in the fact that... Bits of it are actually useful, and bits of it, oh, God. You know, how to lift the box, you know, without bending your knees. Just some bits of it are like, oh, God. But um, the driver's hours is certainly worth it. I, there were still things that I did on my CPC that I don't know. I'd go back and do it. I will go. If I go back and do it again, driver's hours is the first one I'm going to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, don't you, if you, the biggest problem is finding somewhere to park it. If you can find somewhere to park it, if you want... When you're ready to go, give me a shout in the comments and I will put a shout out for transport manager in your area. And then anybody, someone's going to know somebody, I'll get you guys in contact. I don't believe it would be that difficult to do. Um, got a big one from Godzilla's here. Uh, hold a second. Yeah, very useful. He's gone into detail. Um, something about the M6 getting clocked, not sure about that, but I'm going to go straight to, he says, for extra info, everyone, so this might help you, Dean, not 90.50. The cost of getting an O licence came in at £835.60, including recording delivery for any paperwork and a newspaper advert. That's a precise number. Um, then I've got a transport manager at £300 a month. 
and parking for the 18-ton rigid at £220 a month, oddly £250 for an Arctic without a trailer, but still. Then I've got basic servicing every six, six weeks. I'm doing every eight. Eight's enough, I think. Um, on contract at £90 or so. I presume that's an hour. There's another £130 to be spent on a downloader for the card and um, subscription of a quid every time it's used. So I call that 20 quid a month. I might take over, yeah, it's that, that downloader thing, the Digiview thing is very, very handy. Although they do do one as well, which is going to be useful for the trucks in Coventry, where it actually sits in the lorry all the time and feeds the information that the lorry's doing real time. Um, so that's something else we're going to be looking at in the future. Um, and the major kick so far I found is the insurance, which is three hundred, three and a half to four thousand pound. But I'm sure if they're just chances, oh yeah, we just had our insurance looked up on the new one. We, we're paying about a quarter of that, fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred, maybe something like that. I'll sort it out. I don't know, but I'm sure it's cheaper than that. Um, a better hunt around your kits, more realistic. Um, and also, on the note, I pay monthly insurance for one hundred sixty pound on a Luton, but I'd, uh, but I'd taken it out for the year. It would have been ten seventy. So. That's a good price, that one. Yeah, I think you pay, the insurance sounds dear. Like I say, they do make more money. It's just very straightforward. Lorries make more money, but they are very much more involved. It's up to you at the end of the day. But thanks very much, Godzilla, for the breakdown. Uh, right, so on the subject of which, because we've got the new licence now, starting up in Coventry now, the lady from the ministry said yes. Frustratingly, she probably would have said yes about five, six weeks ago if the email that Daniel, not his fault, had sent, um, had it gone to junk. And if I'd have had the good sense to ring her, or if I could have even have typed her email address incorrectly, I could have emailed her three days later and gone, have you got that? And she said, no. Oh, OK, we'll send it again. Basically, it cost me five weeks for the space for a full stop. Tom Beals. This is license for what? Well, Tom, I, I did do a video, a follow-up, trying to the story so far. So hopefully that's cleared that one up because Godzilla's and someone else kind of went, what's going on? So hopefully that's cleared that one up. Um, Godzilla's again. Oh, schoolboy error. He says, from recent experience... Um, Send it via email, but at the same time, print it off and send it via recorded delivery. Again, it, was, it, was, it wasn't the actual licence. It was an amendment to the licence. So uh, give it a few days and email to ask if it's been received. And then if no reply, then call and ask if it's been received. And need to cross every T and dot every I. Uh, and, then, and they can mess it up with you or play dumb. They can't mess it up with you play dumb. Licence in hand. Good on you. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers. Right, so there was the quick recap on what's happened so far. Um, Adam Smith says, fair play to you. He says, I'm a driver for 10 years, been out of work for a year and a half now through personal issues, but I'm looking to get back in the near future. You've offered insight and um, the working of the company, uh, best of luck, pal. And then he says, PS, Coventry and surrounding areas would be great to gain work and contacts. So many estates and small cracks available. That's why we picked it. Yeah, that's kind of that area between Milton Keynes, Northampton, Coventry, Warwick, Kettering, Corby, up to sort of, um, then you've got your Birmingham's and you've got your Dudley's and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you can get, because up in Coventry, they can go further. So you can hit Manchester and Liverpool, which you can't really do from down here unless you, you, you've got to be pretty much straight up, straight back. Not exactly. I mean, I had hell of a day on Friday. I, I, I was loaded the night before. I drove to Kimbran in Wales, then to Gloucester, then to um, Cambridge. 
which was shut at quarter. I got there at two o'clock. It shut at quarter past twelve in the afternoon. That's coming back Monday morning, uh, and then back to the yard. And I'd done that in nine and a half hours. But because I started so crazy early, I started at four. Four, half four in the morning, you know you're going to get the whales before the traffic builds. Because if the traffic's in there, you're done. So it's not too far. You, you, you kind of got to be clever about that when you're taking you're taking a bit of a chance. But I, I educate you. Chances it worked out fine. Um, yeah. Um, Ski Sava, who's told me how to pronounce his name. Thank you, Ski. Um, I will forget. I do apologise. Um, Ski Savas says, uh, good news, onwards and upwards. He said, I'll be returning from France before the end of the year. I was wondering what is the best way to get up and running in a van or seven and a half tonner. I'm looking at driving for someone else or using my 17-seat transit minibus with the seats removed to do courier work with minimal upfront costs. I value your opinion. I would say, Ski, the best thing you can do is get the seats out of the minibus, board it out, measure it, Jump on the exchange yourself, um, with, whether that be a medium or a long wheelbase, probably a medium wheelbase, see how it goes, see which works out for you. And then from that point onwards, try and get the most basic package you can on the exchange as possible. But get your van, you've got the van already, you've got the experience already. Um, get yourself on the exchange on the cheapest package possible, get the cheapest insurance, see how it goes, you should make money, and then tinker with it later. Tinker with it later when you've got an idea of where you're going, what you're doing, who you're doing, that kind of thing. Um, Samir Austin says, congratulations, thanks Samir. He says, um, I want to apply for an O license with my mate in the London area, hoping to start at least two or three class one lorries. I'm a class one holder, so you can drive yourself, fantastic. Uh, he said, when you apply for an O license, do you have to tell them what kind of lorries you use? For example, seven and a half tonne or 18 tonne, or even class one, or all you need is the um, maybe the amount of vehicles. Samir, it's just the amount of vehicles. Uh, they will give you a license, they will ask you have you got the lorries already? And I go, no, because there's no point in me buying the lorries in case you turn around and say you can't have the O license, in which case I'm stuck with free lorries and where am I supposed to put them? I have to sell them now. Um, so you will get the license to drive three lorries and that lorry can be any lorry, any HGV. So it can be a seven and a half tonne, it can be a six axle. You get a little cardboard thing that goes in the dashboard to say that it's the number plate and that is one of your lorries. And when your slots are full, your, your slots are full. But you can take lorries off, as I've done now. I've taken the DAF off and I'm registering that up in Coventry, but it's off the road at the moment. Um, and I'll put the new one on here, because that's where that one's going to be. Uh, Paul Slight, it's just, it's just, um thanks for that. Interesting to see how you built it from the um, ground up. So I've been watching your videos a couple of months now and I've taken the plunge and gone for it. Paul, good luck. Um, I'm in my last week as an owner driver and I found myself in a local, my first week as an owner driver, I found myself in a local company who load me up each night and send me out on the next day for multi-drops, six to 12 um, max. Ooh, then it's ideal to use a CX to get back home. That sounds very much like what I did when I started. I was lucky enough to have Ben at HBC give me one of my early jobs and he put me into the Usens. Now, it wasn't load up the night before, but we'd load up in Milton Keynes at five in the morning, and then you'd go off on your daily run and you'd deliver to like kitchen appliance stores, and I'd deliver to between five and 10 kitchen appliance stores, and it was a set day rate of about 200 and, I was trying to 30 quid or something like that, and I'd normally be done by about half 11 in the morning, and then I'd use a CX to get my next job, um, and it would put me on my target for the day of 250, 300, quite easy. So, yeah, if you can get that, you don't get me wrong, you start early and you, you bang it out, but you, you finish early. And you want to, you know you're going to get yourself a decent money. Um, 
He said, right, he says, now, hang on, so we're going to... He said, I've had work all week, but um, so far six is hit and miss. Do you book CX jobs in the day before or during the morning for the afternoon? I see loads coming to work, um, but I'm struggling, yeah, struggling on the afternoon. Paul, that's kind of worth the video, mate. I'll try and write that. Um, I never used to. I used to do it because I was always frightened that if I did that, and then I'll get to one drop and it would go wrong, or I'll get to one and they go, no, we didn't order these fridges. You have to take them back. And now I'm going to have to go, oh, sorry, mate, I can't do your job now. One of my loads has been rejected. So I would kind of wait until I got it off. But what I do now in the truck is, I mean, I've got a job booked. I've got to return that job on Monday morning. I've already got a job booked straight after it, picking up in Ely. It's got to go to Watford and then Tilbury. But I've got a decent enough window. I don't have to be there between... I'm going to be dropping my first job at 7.30 in the morning in Cambridge. The next one has got to be picked up before 9. So I'll give myself a little bit more time. If you could get one, you know, could be picked up in the afternoon between 12 and 3, you go, well, I'll add that. Because I know I'm definitely going to be clear by 3, if you know you're going to be clear. I will try and, I'll try and maybe give you a bit of insight if I remember to write that down. Um, Victoria Windsor says, um, hi, Pete. Are all your jobs on the Hornage Exchange or do you have contracts of your own? The majority, particularly the lorry jobs, come from the Hornage Exchange. We do have customers of our own that we post on the exchange. I've said before about the importance of getting your own customers. I'm now starting to wonder how important it is. As a lot of our own customers now seem to, they, they, they kind of, some of them are good. The truth of the matter with customers, they're customers and customers. Some are happy to pay the money and just go. Some of them bulk at the money and then ring you up 15 times to go, where is it there? Is it loaded? Is it on its way? Is it past Watford yet? Is it past Dilbert yet? Is it nearly in Maidstone? You're like, don't need this. Just ring them up, you know. Alternatively, job gets posted, give it to one of the truck drivers, does the job, signs it off. So, yeah, but no, the majority, I, I still like to get a contract and regular work out of the area, but, you know, work in progress, Victoria. Uh, and we want a miscellaneous. Uh, right, Stranger in Town says, Hi, um, new to comment on your channel. Can you use the circuit, circuit app for seven and a half ton vehicles? Yes, you can. I do. Basically, one of the beauties of the circuit app is it will integrate. And some of them do this, but it's not exclusive. But some of them, but I like it. I think it's very user friendly. And it will integrate with Waze, it will integrate with. Um, uh, buh, 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 Google Maps, Apple Maps. It also integrates with Cynic Truck, which you have to pay for, and I haven't got. But it will integrate with it. As it is, it's just a separate multi-drop app. Mm. But because I'm in a seven and a half ton, and because Waze works for me 98% of the time, I do, all you do is you just click it, and it goes on with Waze, and a little box appears, and it tells you where you're It's quite cool, actually. You can where your next drop is, how far you're away. So it, it integrates with it. It integrates very well. But yeah, I'm a fan of it. I know they pay me, but I'm still a fan. I'll do you a link. I did a video actually about something recently. That one. Never remember which one. I'll do you a link. <coughs> Anna Bray, happy birthday. Thanks, Anna. Um Right, I like this. How is a Luton better than a long wheelbase when a long wheelbase can carry more weight? The long wheelbase can carry 1,400 kilos compared to a Luton carrying 1,100 kilos, less if it has a towel lift. So if a pallet is 500 kilos, the long wheelbase can take two and a half, well, it can take nearly three pallets. The Luton can only take two, if you're lucky. Three reasons. You get your own video. I'll do that. I like that. Um, stay tuned. Watch your space. Anything can happen in the next half hour. It probably won't. Um... Oh my god. Doctor oh sorry. Dr. Betty Boombats says 
uh, DAF Cruise Control. He said it works intermittently on mine. It tends to work the first time when I press it, but then after it, I've needed to turn it off, then press the button and nothing. It's, it drives me up the wall. It's a slightly newer version of one here, but pretty much the same. That would drive me mental. I literally cruise control is one of the things that I, oh, it just makes your life so much easier. Motorway, 56, lock it on, away you go. If my cruise control didn't work, I would be straight in there going, make this work. Find out, and if it turned out to be a constant, intermittent problem which couldn't be fixed i'd sell the truck honestly I, I mean like i say i get sentimental about my lorries but that would drive me absolutely potty uh paula bevan says may we should have oh should we have a chat about charging into london too many on the cx are trying to get away without paying now i presume that this is the fact that the lez has now the ulez has expanded to inside the north circular so you go well i'm going to do that job for like 80 quid and they go oh, it's normally we normally pay 65. They go, well, you did pay 65 last week because last week it i wasn't it wasn't costing me an extra 15 pound 12 pound 50 15 pound to do it so if they say we normally pay 65 I say dear okay good luck and then eventually they'll realise they can't get it off the 65 because nobody, plenty of work for those who work for nothing. That's why my mate Dave, the taxi driver, used to say. Um, so just eventually they're going to have to... I remember speaking to Mick, um, not Mick, sorry, Brian, simple Brian. Um, and he turned around to me once. The, the guy who had a panic moved from like, in a lorry, from like Milton Keynes to Milton Keynes. And we went in, we said, well, look, we can do it. I was, on the, I was, I was just around the corner, I said, Mick, uh, Brian, I get confused when we go there. Um, I, I think I even said I'd do it for, it was either 150 or 100 pound I think it was 150 no they wanted a shuttle run I said I'd do it 150 but if I have to go twice I'll go twice if I get it off once well perfect for me they rung them up and they went oh we normally pay like 40 quid and the Mick said dear okay not Mick Brian said we normally pay 40 quid and he went dear it's not going to get moved then is it <laughs> <laughs> Tell your my boss is here and normally pays forty quid. Tell your boss that when he shuts his shutters this afternoon, he's still gonna be looking at that panic. And he will be. Well, I mean that's because the guy had a way of getting it off. So um Dean Boy Reynolds. He said, Was you around Leicester City yesterday? I think I saw you. I was around Leicester last week. It might have been there, yeah, Dean Boy. Um as it is, I I don't tend to know where I am even when I'm there. I follow the Satnef a lot of the time. You think, where am I? I remember telling a guy about um, uh, not having a postcode, getting to Reading, and then realised I actually was in Reading. I thought, oh, he just thinks I'm talking about his own town. I wasn't. I was um, reminiscing about something that happened before. But, yeah, I was around Leicester this week quite a bit. Uh, Steve R., you should give me a toot or something like that. I'll give you a wave. Um, Steve R., Yes, Pete, you need to get haulage companies to email you about the jobs available and then put them on Sunday Q&A. We do get emails from haulage companies on a weekly basis. We very rarely use them uh, because a lot of the time we don't know what... The thing about the exchange is you don't know where you're going to be from one minute to the next. And they do tend to be like, can you pick this job up on Wednesday at half past two in the afternoon and then deliver it on Friday at like three o'clock in the afternoon or so. and it's like it's just it's confusing and complicated maybe if we were bigger you could work a way of planning it in maybe someone out there who's big, bigger and better than me knows how to do it and if you fancy sharing please do but yeah no to me we, we, the exchange is working for us at the moment uh tiffioso cornwall Hi, Pete. We'd love to see more Week in the Life videos, trips to Scotland and all that kind of um hello mate down there uh yeah I haven't done them for a while I've I've been sort of home and back. I'll maybe do a day in their life or something like that if what if the, the right one pings up. 
Maybe do a day in the life on Monday. But all right, mate, we'll see what we can do. I've, I've also got a load of videos that people have asked me questions that I need to catch up on. So I might have to do them first, but I will bear that in mind. Uh, Andy Darwin said, is there any money in moving transport in from garage to garage? Possibly, Andy. That sounds like more like the kind of thing that you would get on. I presume you mean like, do you mean like domestic garage or like a garage for like cars? Um, not on the exchange, though. Most jobs on the exchange come up from distribution centre to distribution centre or small shop to distribution centre or small shop to um, occasionally, you know, domestic deliveries. But no, most of it tends to be business to business. Um, Lunar Limited says, hi, Pete. Love videos. Thank you, Lunar. Uh, just wanted to find out what's the best way to find private clients. Do you make contacts for the CX? Do you cold call? Your help would mean a lot. Well, I have done one on this on how to get your own end users. I'll do you a link. Uh, the one thing you can't do is perm through the CX because that would be, that's classic, that's approaching. That's a big no-no. That's stealing someone else's customer. That's not nice. You don't, we don't do that. That's very unprofessional, you know, we just don't do that. But, you know, it's basically cold calling, shoe leather, walking around, family, friends. Oh, there is a link to the video. They are like hen's teeth. They're not that easy to come by. And now I'm even starting to wonder how much you need them. But having said that, if you could get one or two decent customers that actually put all your trucks out in the morning and you choose the CX to get home, that would take an awful lot of pressure off Alan, Jim in the office, constantly trying to find jobs for people. Milo. Says, I have some unpaid invoices which are 15 days overdue. Emailed them and called. What action do you think I should take? Right, Milo, I'm going to do you a video because I think that's important for everybody because we all want to get paid. But what I would say, the first thing that you need to work out is are they late because they're late or are they late because they're time wasters? Um, I know what Gemma does now. We always used to say that you turn around and say, okay, well, the, the, the biggest line they always feed you is, well, I haven't got the POD. And we, we would always, simple Brian said to me, said, the way you say to him, it's say, have you got the paper invoice that I sent? And I go, yes. And they go, in that case, you have got the POD because it was stapled to the back of it. I go, ah. Gem doesn't do that. Gem, if they haven't paid for a month or two months and they go, well, I haven't got the POD, she goes, no, no, no. She says, don't give me that. She said, because if you needed that paper POD to get paid, you would have been on the phone to me within um, four or five days of doing the job going, where's the POD? I need the POD or I don't get paid. You've been paid for that job. Now you pay us. And then what they do is if they, if they are um, time wasters, they threaten them with CCJs. Say, so, okay, we don't pay us, no problem. We take it to court, but CCJ against you. Then they turn to pay up pretty quickly. But I will ask the office what they do and what the um, actual routine they go through is, and I'll do your video care of Alan Jem. And finally, in conclusion, because um, Steve Campbell says, is that bridge, bridge go bridge, are you waiting for the mail train? Steve, I had to pay for the new truck somehow. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's in Bletchley. I still don't know where this bridge is. I know it's around me. I've probably driven under it several times and just didn't even know it was, uh, unless it's higher than three foot eight, in which case I haven't. Uh, three metres eight. Um... But yeah, that's a regular job I go out of for um, another a friend of mine. And uh, yeah, so it's got a little walk, little country walk me on. It's quite nice. And finally, I did a short, I'm doing shorts now, on how to use a paddock truck. And Craig MCG125 said, who's that guy without the glasses? <laughs> Looks familiar. Well, Craig. Dun, 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 Ladies, thanks very much for listening. As always, um, that's it. Tony Q and A for another week. Gets lighter next week. Clocks go back today, in case you forgot. But we've all got mobile phones now, so it's all linked. And have a wonderful Sunday. Take care. Take money. <laughs>